Welcome to Axios Church Online. We're so excited you have joined us here on our online campus. We hope this message encourages you and uplifts you throughout your week. Enjoy this message. His death and resurrection, and the disciples are confused. They're like, we don't, you didn't tell us this from the beginning. You said, why don't you just follow me? So I'm thinking we're on vacation now. Like we're going to city, to city, healing and healing. And Jesus, now you're saying stuff about you're going to die? What are you talking about? And we know Peter. Who are the Peters in this room? All you people that put your foot in your mouth. You know what I'm talking about? Then Peter comes to Jesus all confused and says, finally, Peter's asked, Lord, why can't I just follow you now? See, this is what we do with God sometimes. God's like giving us the plan, and we're like, that sounds great. I might not understand it, but God, can I just have all the blessings now? Yeah, you know, I understand all the, all the patience and all that stuff that you say in the Bible. That's good, and it's for somebody else. But can I have it now? I want my money, and I need it now. This is where Peter was. He's like, I need it now. I understand. I hear the words. You, parents, you understand what I'm talking about. I hear the words, but the words aren't really affecting my life to put actions to it. Our kids, right? They hear us. But some way, somehow, they're doing the opposite. This is where Peter was. He's like, God, I understand you, but I'm not catching this. I just need you now. we rather have the now than wait on what God has for us even better in the future. Then we go to verse 14, our main verse for today, and we see the disciples in a very similar situation, confused, about a teaching that Jesus is doing at this moment. And Jesus was talking about how he had to leave them and go back to heaven. And now this is messing everything up. Now you're going to die. Now you're saying you're leaving us? What is going on? Jesus is in these statements that I am the, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus in this statement is showing the disciples what really is important. What in life is really important? Let me ask you the question. What is the most important thing in your life? Some of us will say our family. Some of us will say the, the, all the Christian religious people, God, which is great. But sometimes we want to say God, but our priorities say otherwise. So the question, if you really have an inventory of your life, what is the most important thing in your life? Because that important thing in your life is going to direct every decision that you make. So if you say is money, every decision you make, it has to do around, revolve around that. And I don't know about you, that's going to be very depressing because money comes and money usually goes. See, what you revolve your life around really determines what the importance is. And here, Jesus saying, I am the way, the truth, and the life in verse 14 is showing the disciples what really is important in your life. And he's reminding them, do not get caught up in the temporary things. Do not get caught up in the worldly things because those things might benefit you for a little bit, but is it going to sustain you for eternity? So this is what Jesus was really asking. The question is this. He's asking him this. Am I enough? 
let me ask you the question. Is Jesus enough in your life? Let that sit. Is Jesus enough? Like when everything's going good, is Jesus enough? When everything's going bad, is Jesus enough? We have to ask this simple question in our life because if we don't answer that in a truthful way, we can't truly operate in the blessings and in the life that God has for us. Because there's going to come a time where things of this world might seem like they're enough for us more than God. Can we be honest today? Because we can come and say the churchy things, but sometimes when I have a million dollars in the bank, hey, 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 I'm on that vacation. Because when we revolve our life around the things and not what truly matters, when the things are gone, where's your identity? When, when that relationship is gone, who are you? And Jesus is answering this question in saying, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Following the way, following the way, which is Jesus, it gives us a truth and the life for our life. Is not, prom not promising temporary truth or masked goodness in our life. Because do you understand that a thing that comes to our life might seem good for a while. It might be a mask. But when you take that mask off, it becomes a little ugly real quick. See, God, when, he's saying, when Jesus is saying, I am the way, the truth, and the life, he's not talking about temporary things. He's talking about things that are going to last us, everlasting things. So he's saying money, notoriety, success, it all falls short from delivering what the true peace and joy that God has for our life. The other day, uh, I think it was the first um, community outreach that we were doing. I had to go to Lowe's. And I had, uh, not Lowe's, I had to go to Sam's and I had to buy some bags. We bag these, the, the, the things that we do with the food, we bag them up. So I went and I, I saw a box and I'm like, these are the bags that we need, right? These are the bags that we need. So I got it. I'm so confident. I come out here and, and I open the bag and the bags were not what I expected. It was very small, <laughs> And I showed Eric, and I showed Carl. I'm like, what? I don't think we can fit any bag, any boxes in here. Have you ever been in your life where you thought something at what you expected, but what you got didn't really match up to what you expected? How about you? I was shopping on Amazon, and there's some reason they zoom on these these pictures, and you think the thing that you're getting is very big, and then you go and you, you're tracking it, you're doing whatever, then you get the box, and you're like, the box does not match what I saw in the picture, and you open it, and it's smaller than what you expected, and you are left disappointed. Some of you are laughing because you know it's true. See, Jesus in this moment is telling the disciples that, that what the world can, what you can gain from the world might seem appealing, but it never matches up to the fullness and the abundance that God has for us. See, there's a difference. It might fulfill for a while, 
But God is saying, what I give you is what you ordered, and when you open it, what you expect is what you get. And in life, sometimes when we order, what we open is not what we expected. It took my joy away for a little while. It took my peace away from a little while. It took my family away from me. The box that I opened didn't expect it because that's what the enemy does. He gives you just enough truth, just enough hope, and when you open the box is not what you expected. It's not what you expected. So Jesus is really honing in the disciples to really know what really matters. Because the disciples were just like us. They want a good life. They want a good life. They want the best for their family. They want everything. So Jesus knew that. And he said, before you, you strive for the things Maybe you need to get your priorities straight and know who is the center of your life. I'm the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus is not only what we find, but is what we all truly are longing for. People are longing for Jesus. They just don't know what is really packaged the way they, they, they're not really, they really don't know what they're really seeking. Like they know that they want something. You ever notice those people that when you talk to them, like, I just want a little bit of peace in my life. And in your mind, you're like, that's Jesus. <laughs> they don't know that, but you do. Man, I just full of anxiety, and I, I just need some hope. In your mind, you're like, that's Jesus. But they don't know because the package that they got, they didn't, they, it wasn't what they expected. But it's for us to know, hey, send that package back. <laughs> And get a, an everlasting love, an everlasting peace, an everlasting hope, and is all rooted in the name of Jesus. He said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. Let's break it down here. He says, number one, I am the way. What is this way that he's talking about? Jesus isn't claiming to be a way. He's, he's proclaiming that he is the way. There's a difference. There's many religions that show you there's ways to get to who they need to get to. But Jesus is saying, hey, I'm not a way to the Father. I am the way to the Father. Anything through me gets to him. So you need to understand that when Jesus says, I am the way, man, that's full authority. You can sign, seal, and deliver right there because he is who he said he is. You can stand on that. You can stand on his word. Even when you feel disappointed, you can still stand on it because he is the way. The way. I can say I am a father or I am Elijah's father. It's two different things. Because when you say, when you identify it and you say it is the way, that means there's possession. That means there's identity. You need to know the way. And the disciples in this moment were confused about all this. Jesus didn't only say, follow me now, but he says, you need to follow me all the way through. I'm leaving you and I'm going, and you're going to have to do this thing. Jesus said, the path to life, the path to salvation is through him. All other path is false. Be careful with some preachers we watch and some people that we watch online, we got to have some discernment in our lives. Because there's some people that are saying about multiple ways to get to God. If you give me all your money, I'll get you closer to God. 
If you, if you uh, like give every, like, like it's like, well, no, no, no. The only way to God is through him. There are other, there are resources, but it's not the source. We have to be careful of what we listen to that becomes the religion of our heart. Because we have to be rooted in what God says, because he is the way to the Father. It, be careful when people say, you have to do A, B, and C to get to God. No, you just have to go to him. There's a false thing around the world, and it has, it has, it has plagued this generation. And it's kind of creeped into our generation a little bit. It started with us, our generation, and it creeped into this generation where I can't come to Jesus because I am not fully healed, restored, or I don't know what it's all about. So if I don't know what it's all about, I ain't going to go it. It's like we have jumped from one end to the other end. But we need to bring back that there's the way to Jesus. There's no special formula. If you just get to him, what did the lady with the issue of blood? He said, if I can just touch the hem of his, if I can just get to the place where Jesus is, I can be restored. If, the, if, if you had to have everything together to get to Jesus, that story didn't matter. Because yeah. right. this lady was all over the place. But she said, I'm going to strip all my pride. I'm going to strip all my will. And if I can just get to the place Jesus is or Jesus was, I can be restored. That's faith that we need to have. That means we need to know that anything that we are dealing with does not disqualify us to getting to Jesus. You just got to get to the way. Get to the way. But how do we follow the way? When culture is telling us that there are many ways. Let me say that again. Because some of us think that we're really living God, but you're really living like worldly views that are not of God. It's too much. But I need you to know the truth. If you have to do a special thing or perform a special manifest crystals thing, to, to get spiritual, that is not of God. You have to know that the only way you get to God is this. There's no, there's not like this special thing. Because what culture tells us is that's too easy. Let me say that again. Culture tells us that's too easy. What do you mean you pray your prayer and Jesus comes to your heart? That's too easy. No, you have to do this, do this, do this, do this, do this. Then you, then God's going to, go. no, 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 no. Where, where does that say in the Bible? If that was the case, he would have picked none of the disciples. If that was the case, he wouldn't pick Judas. But Jesus said, follow me just as you are. You don't have to be washed up to come to Jesus. But when you come to Jesus, you better get washed up. Because he wants to do something new in your life. And when we complicate his gospel and we complicate the the avenue to get to him, it's only going to make it more difficult for us to accept him. But when we know it's a simple gospel, we accept him, 
But then there's some things that we have to change in our life, not to perform for God, because we love him. And we want to do what his word says in our life. He is the way. The way, so what is the way? The way is where our, our vision is. The way is where our vision is. Your personal way is where your vision is casted. Let me explain like this. Abraham and Isaac. We all know the story of Abraham and Isaac. Abraham, uh, God calls Abraham, Abraham, I need you to take your son Isaac, you're, you're the one that you love. You, I need you to sacrifice him. I need you to get the wood. I need you to go up this hill, take him with you, and, and sacrifice him on the altar. A crazy thing that sometimes I'm like, God, why the heck are you doing this? But Jesus, God needed to show Abraham some things in this moment. And let me tell you this. God's going to tell you to do some crazy things, and you might not know the answer, but he just tells you to get the wood and go up to the altar and he'll provide. I, I don't know how, I can't give you a, a reason why he does it, but sometimes we got to learn the hard way. Uh, this is where Abraham was. He got comfortable and he just like, I, I, need, I need you to, to do this. So he goes up with Isaac and Isaac is carrying the wood, which is a foreshadowing of Jesus later on carrying the cross. And they go up a mountain, which is a foreshadowing of Jesus, Jesus carrying the cross up to the mountain of Golgotha. And, and it's all a foreshadowing of what Jesus would do later on. But then he lays him on the altar and, and, and they have a conversation. And, and Isaac is like, uh, 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 dad, I, I see the wood. I know we're going to do the fire. I see the altar. Where's the sacrifice? What did Abraham say? God will provide. So imagine his son is laying. He's only focused on what he has to do, and you can't blame him. He takes the sword up, ready to do it. True obedience. I, I don't think I would have done this. This is crazy stuff. And as he was going to do it, God said, stop. He provided a ram in the thicket. Now, let me explain to this. Going up a mountain. Do you think the ram just appeared? Or do you think the ram was there the whole time? Can I implore you, like, it takes a lot to go up the mountain. The ram probably was stuck the whole time, but he never saw the provision because he, so, he was so focused on what the circumstance was in front of him. I'm here to tell you that where your vision is is where your provision is. You can't blame Abraham. He was trying to be obedient, but he was so focused on what he had to do that he couldn't even see the provision that was always there. See, sometimes the thing that we need in our lives that God wants to provide, it, it's, it's at the place where our vision is. Yeah. yeah, he was being obedient, and yes, he had to do it, but I'm here to tell there's some of us that are not being obedient, that our, our vision are in different areas that we should not be, and God has the provision that you need, but you can't look over there because you're so focused on something else. You're so focused on my issue. You're so focused on this thing that God said, hey, look over here. I have something for you, but we can't even see it. And guess what we do in that moment? We blame God that our issue is there. But God is saying, I, just look. Just put your vision. We're so negative at times. 
When God said, listen, I am the provider. I am the way. I'm the way. Until Abraham's eyes located the ram with God's direction, he couldn't see. Only he saw was the issue in front of him. So Abraham's way was uncomfortable, was inconvenient, was full of pain. But the vision, when God gave him vision, it turned into faith, trust, and surrender. God provided the ram. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2 says, looking to Jesus, who is the founder and perfecter of our faith. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7 says, for we walk by faith and not by sight. Sometimes the way... We follow, we have to follow Jesus blindly and knowing that he is still providing. And that's the hard place to be. Can I be honest with you? It's hard to do that. I can come up here and say, you just got to do it. Ah! It stinks sometimes. But I'm here to tell you that your patience, your faith, your endurance will get you to the place where the provision is. It's got to keep on going. Sometimes you got to just... Put your shoulders back and say, I'm a child of God. I just got to walk the way. Number two, he said, I am the truth. We find our truth in other things. There's a new saying with the, with, I'm cool and I'm hip with the kids, you know. I'm going to find my truth. You heard that before? My truth. Well, sometimes your truth is dumb. Like my truth is telling me, I need to do this. Well, your truth is dumb. What is truth? Truth is something that we can put all our trust in. Again, Jesus is not um, um, proclaiming that he will be a truth. Rather, he is the truth. Jesus is not only, only true. He is truth himself. And there is no other person, no other religion, no other truth that can claim this. Only Jesus does this. Be careful of what truths we present in our life. There's too many people that are saying half truth that is becoming your full truth. The only way that you live full truth is you live fully for God. Like we talked about last week, there's going to come doctrines. There's going to come things. I'm just telling you this because I can I be honest? We're in the last days. I'm not trying to scare you, but things are hitting the fan real quick. Like, eat bad out there sometimes. And I want to give you truth. The only, there's going to be things, people, doctrines, they're going to come. They're going to sound enough truth. And if you're not aware of his word and the direction and the way and the truth that he is directing your life, you will be straight away. I need Axios Church to be solid. I need you to be solid. Because we're going to be a kingdom that we're building God's kingdom that would not be shaken. Our church is going to be a vessel. Our church is going to be a pillar to people that are just finding, trying to look for truth. 
We are going to stand on God's word. We're going to stand on his promises. We're not straying away from anything else. If it's not sexy, it's not sexy. If it's not appealing, it's not appealing to you. But we are going to stay in our lane, and we're going to be who God calls us to be because he is the way. He is the truth. He is the life. It's not about Eric. It's not about my personality. I can might speak good, but if I don't have Jesus in my life, I'm straying you away. But I'm here to tell you, as your pastor, I am going to stay in his word. I am going to stay in his truth. I'm going to stay. It's not about me. It's not about, it's about him. You got to know his truth. If he says you are a child of God, you are. If he says you are, you are not the tail, you are the head, you are. It doesn't matter if your circumstance says it, you just got to walk it out. It's he is the truth. First Timothy chapter four, verse one and four, and I'll go fast. I charge you in the presence of God and in Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead, and by the uh, appearing in his, in his kingdom. He says this. I love this. In verse 2, he says, Preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Reprove, rebuke, rebuke exhort, and com- with complete patience and teaching. For the time is coming when people will not endure sound doctrine, teachings, but having itchy ears that they will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own passions. Let me stop right there. We like people telling us what we want to hear because it suits our own passions. Let me tell you this. Most of the times when you're in, working in the flesh and you feel like you have to do it, maybe most of the time the opposite of that is what you really have to do. <laughs> have you noticed that? God, I, I'm feeling this thing. But God is like, hey, I have something better for you. It's usually the opposite of what I'm feeling at this moment. So we have to be careful of some things that we let in that are really penetrating our lives. In verse 4, and I will turn away from listening to the truth and wander off into myths. He is the truth, and we need to live in the truth of God's word. Be alert. It says, be sober-minded that the enemy comes. He tries to kill, steal, and destroy to devour you. And most of the time, he's not going to be like, I'm coming and devour. No, he's going to come right here. 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 He's not going to come with an attack of like just ding, 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 ding. This ain't Jason, you know? But he's going to tell you that whisper, hey, remember that lie? No, you remember that thing that that person said about you? Maybe they're right. And one whisper of the enemy, accepted by our soul, can become an identity that God has never intended us to live. That's why we have to be solid in the way, the truth, and the last one is the life. See, this world gives us an indication of what a good life is. What are some things that the culture tells us what's a good life? Come on, say it to me. Money. Big house. Fame. Likes. Followers. 
cars. See, all these things, listen, all these things are not bad in context, but out of context, they give you unstable living. See, we can go so far and saying, never do these things, never strive for these things, and then that's too much. But then we can't go the other way. God only wants you to be blessed. And if you're not in the, living in this big house and everything, then you're not living in God's plan. No, 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 no. That's wrong too. We have to be in the middle of having enough and not having enough. Let me explain this. It's called contentment. No one's calling you to not strive for great things. If you have a nice car... I'm rolling with you. We, we going on a ride. If you have a nice house, you better learn how to cook because I'm ready to eat. If you have some money, we got to build a church. You know what I'm saying? They're not bad. But out of the right context, it becomes something that is toxic. And it goes all back to what we started. What is the main main thing in your life? What is the main focus in your life? The world tells us that a good life is found in appealing in our own desires and how we preserve ourselves. In contrast, God says a good life is found when we lay down our life. Most of the time, what we feel is opposite to what God wants us to do because in the flesh, we just want to do our own desires. And in 1 John chapter 2, verse 15 and 16, he said, do not love do not love the world or the things of this world. If anyone loves the world, the, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the desires of the flesh and the desires of the eyes and the pride of life is not from the Father, but is from the world. And the world is passing away along with its desires. I love that. But whoever, no, but whoever does the will of God will abide forever. Jesus is both saying, I am the life and I am the source of life. And through him, nothing alone can come but through, found good in him, is found in him. Matthew chapter 16, verse 24 and 26 says, and then Jesus told the disciples, if anybody would come after me, let him what? Deny himself, take up his cross and follow me. Jesus, why would I want to take up my issue and follow you? Because your issue is real. The cross was real for Jesus. It wasn't no virtual reality thing. That thing was heavy and it hurt. So God is saying, I know you're going to have issues. But don't let your issues weigh you down. Pick them up and follow me. Because I am the way, the truth, and the life. And through those issues, I will show you the life that I have, the abundant living in me. So what is the abundant life? I think Paul gives us the formula here in Philippians chapter 4, verse 4 and 16. Now I'm done. He says this in Philippians 4, verse 4, 4 through 9, of way of abundant living, the, of good life in Christ. Not what culture tells us, but what God calls us to live. In verse 4 it says, be full of joy in the Lord always. I will say again. Be full of joy. Let everyone see that you are gentle and kind. Let me see you stop right there. Read it. 
This is the good life in Christ. This is what he calls us to do. Be full of joy, gentle, and kind. The Lord is coming soon. Do not worry about anything, but pray and ask God for everything in need. Always give thanks. And God's peace, which is so great, we cannot understand it, will keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Brother and sister, think about these things that are what? Good and worthy of praise. See, he says all these things, and then he comes back in verse 11, and he seals it up. He says, I am not telling you this because I need anything. I have learned to be satisfied with things I have and with everything that, I, that happens. Are you satisfied with things you have and even things that happen? Because when things, some things that happen to me, I'm not satisfied with it. I'm actually a little upset about it. But this is the way that God says that we need to live our lives. I know how to live when I am poor. <laughs> I know how to live when I have plenty. I have learned the secrets of being happy at all times in everything that happens. When I have enough to eat or when I go hungry. When I have more than I need or when I have not enough. I can do all things through Christ because he gives me strength. I mean, that's hard. But when you find that, you live a life that is not affected. Yeah, issues might come, but it doesn't affect me in a way that's going to cripple me. Because I'm on the solid rock. I'm building my house not on the sand, but on the rock that is solid in my life. Let me give you a newsflash. Times are going to get worse. So we need to build on something that is solid. He is the way. He is the truth. He is the life. He is my direction. He is my standard. He is my hope. And then he says, anything, no one comes through the Father except through me. This is an exclusive claim to he's the only way to eternal life. You understand there's still a heaven? There's still a hell? And hopefully we're heaven bound. But on this earth, we need to be spiritually aware of the times and what's happening in our lives. We can't be so blinded to live our life is all oh, great and everything things sometimes. But don't let that be your identity. Your identity is in the way, the truth, and the life. The power of these words are still true today. When we fully understand and live this out, it can change our life and it can change the world. This, this passage reminds us what really matters in our life. What really matters? Let me go back to the beginning. What really matters in your life? He is the way. He is the truth. He is the life. 
when we align our will, our plans to his way, truth, and life, we live a life and life to the fullest and life to the abundance. That means I might have to adjust some things in my life. That means I might have to prioritize some things in my life, but it's worth it because when you're living in the way, the truth, and the life, it doesn't matter what culture, doesn't matter what life brings. I am solidly built on the rock that will not be shaken. I am not part of a kingdom that is less. I'm part of a kingdom that is forevermore. A kingdom that is built on a rock that is so solid that doesn't matter what the enemy brings in my life, I can be an overcomer. I am more than an overcomer through Christ Jesus because of not what I can do, but of who he is in my life. Aren't you glad that he is the way? That we don't have to have all these crazy things. No, he is the way. Aren't you glad that we can live in a truth that is true in a world that is fake news, right? And then also, you can live in a life and a life fullest, the life to the abundance. You don't have to live a life in in your anxiety. You don't have to live a life full of hopelessness. No, there's a life full of hope, and that is found in Jesus. The questions I ask is, who is leading your life? Where are you getting your truth from? And is your good living not what God wants you to live? Every head bowed, every eyes closed. We're going to examine our lives real fast. Let me ask you those questions again. Answer them in your heart. Who's directing your life or what's directing your life? Where are you getting your truth? And are you living a true good life in Christ? Or are you striving for things that will leave you empty? He is the way. He's the truth. Wasn't that an amazing message? If you'd like to help partner with us to push this mission forward here in Lakeland, Florida, you can go to axioschurch.com, and in the giving tab, you can give a one-time donation or a reoccurring gift. We are so thankful for all of you that have decided to join us this morning. We meet every Sunday, and we can't wait to see you next time. Don't forget to like, subscribe, share, turn on your post notifications, make sure you're tuned in to everything that Axios Church has to offer.